0: where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys.
1: So hello and welcome back to the Aspiring Authors podcast. How are you today Lorna?
0: I am feeling sleepy uh, but good and I'm here with my chai chai latte that I made myself so yeah feeling quite snug in my house because it's a bit colder over here. How are you Hayley?
1: I'm good yeah it's really bizarre because it's winter for you there and we've just had a bit of a heat wave here in the UK especially in Scotland which has just been mental so um thankfully it's actually cooled down a little bit because you just can't handle that heat when you're not on holiday <laughs> but yeah it's been good it's been nice to get a bit of vitamin d on you and oh yeah in the garden and everything so yeah, it's been. You yeah, you nice. deserve
0: it for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just being out in the garden and just soaking in the sunshine.
0: Mm. How has your week been? Been has it been a good uh, writing week or a bad writing week?
1: It's been a good wi- writing week. Um,
0: I'll I've say like ten
1: times fast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've been getting the messages. <laughs> Yeah, I've been writing today, I'm like, oh my god, you're doing so much, I'm trying to not compare myself, so yeah, carry on.
1: No, I mean, we're both different in different situations, but I am going to admit officially live on the podcast (gasps) that I have submitted to agents, so (laughs) yeah. Because that's the thing. We said uh, during the whole of the process that we will keep you updated. That you are along for the journey. So I have edited about ten times plus. I have um, worked on the pictures and the blurbs. um, Slightly changed it since last time we talked to you about the blurbs. um, A couple of podcasts back. And gone through the notes of the beta readers. Done a final edit. And I have submitted it. So... You shall either I will hear back, um, and I will keep you guys posted. Wow, how no do you rejections. feel? Um, good, nervous. Refreshing my email every twenty seconds when I first submitted it, as if they would just pick it up straight away. Yeah, I know they're email. gonna I love straight it. away. Give me the rest of the manuscript. <laughs> <laughs> it's like within minutes. It's like, oh, this one's from Haley Coulter, I'm gonna read it straight away. <laughs> it's just like no. The reality no so yeah it's just a waiting game but it feels mm-hmm. so nervous so it's kind of reaching out to the community um and kind of getting that feedback and also there's a part of me that knows I'll get rejections I mean I'm yeah. not going to get a uh, request a full manuscript from every agent possibly one would be nice but I think it's after the initial submission you kind of then you have to take a step back and just breathe and go okay right whatever happened will happen i've done everything i possibly can to this book right now and if no one picks it up if it's not right for an agent right now then we'll go down the route that we've been talking about about self publishing and so whatever will happen will happen. And I, just I know. To put it out there. And just that go, sounds... Great, give me a helping hand. Really admirable
0: <laughs> and convincing um, when you're like, it's fine, whatever happens. But I know from experience that there is a little part of you... As soon as the first
1: rejection letter. Yeah, what
0: you, what you just said, there is a part of you that you're like, but what if someone does get back to me really quickly? And, and you can't help but just daydream a little bit like as if you won the lottery you know those kind of daydreams it's like (laughs) yeah yeah, I think there's
1: it's definitely there
0: I know it's crap and you've got to keep bringing yourself back down and going but it's very unlikely and yada 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 so yeah quite a mixed film of emotions I can imagine
1: it is but I think it's quite nice because it's weekend at the moment so it's like no one's going to request or send out a work email over the weekend and ask for anything either rejection or full manuscript so it's just like okay I'm not going to re- refresh my email or stalk it every two seconds during the weekend so just kind of just take a step back and start again on Monday but yeah everything's ready so we'll just have to wait and see I think it's not personal I think that's the thing you, have to, you can't make it a personal journey. It's personal for me because I wrote the book and I've put everything into this book and I love it and I'm proud of this book. But their reaction isn't a personal attack on me. Yeah. So if they reject it, it's not because of me. It. Who knows if it's to do with my writing. But it might be just choice. It might be what's trending at the moment, like we've discussed. It could be so many aspects of it that i just don't know and you don't know if you get a formal rejection you just don't know what the issue is you don't get feedback you have to go okay it's yeah you don't get feedback um unless it's a personalized one which is a it's a good rejection then um but you just have to wait and see yeah just see what happens you can't control this side of it. So instead, I have been putting my all into book two, into the sequel of it. So book two in the series. So I've started to write that one again and just go, right, okay, if it is self-publishing route, then at least I'll have then book two in the pipeline and ready to go and everything like that. So, and if I do get picked up by an agent, then they can submit it to publishers and say, wait, she's got two... The, first two books in the series ready to go so if anything it's a positive so
0: oh so you've really been pretty busy you've been writing book two and then you've been sending off you've been fixing everything up and sending your first novel off to agents so you've been writing you've done all the blurb you've done the synopsis uh cover covering letter do you do that too or is that part of the email
1: That's part of the email. But we will get into the submission process Mm -hmm. in a future podcast. And probably in a couple of podcast time. And we will go through the ins and outs and the do's and don'ts of submitting. So, yeah, we'll go into all that detail down the line. But, yeah, pretty much everything's covered and it's Mm. just out there, really. Which is never... That's exciting. Yeah. And then I'll just give it probably six weeks and then send out round two. But in the meantime, and I think that's what everyone keeps saying as well in the writing community and part of, let just say, work on the next book. Just keep my mind busy because right now, there's nothing you can do. And if you harass them on social media, that doesn't look good. So keep yourself distracted and just keep writing and just wait for an email, either rejection or positive. And then we shall see. But... No matter what I hear, even if it's rejection, guys, I will keep you posted and let you know how I cried in the corner somewhere. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) How's your writing week been?
0: It's been pretty good this week. I have injected some new um, chapters into this novel um, after myself and the editor were going through it and thought it needed more. Uh, yeah, I wrote up those this week and feeling pretty good about it, but there's always that self-doubt and, um, I'm apologizing to her before she even reads it. I'm like, just let me know. I feel like maybe it needs more work. (laughs) Um, give all the negatives. Yeah. Give her all the negatives before she even looks at it. (laughs) Um, just to make myself feel better. And, um, Yes, yeah, so I've sent that off to her, and I'm feeling really good because it it is like okay, now it's with her. I don't need to be thinking about this book now um, until she comes back and maybe gives me some more suggestions. But it's all just on hold until I get more feedback. So in the meantime, I'm just really excited to have a bit of time now to look more into the. Other things that I'll need to do before I submit, so the synopsis and the blurb and all those other things, um, before I start submitting to agents and also start start looking at agents and compiling them. Um, so which we have talked about in previous yes. episodes. So go back We've and listen to that. our
1: podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, but I'm a bit slow, so I am I'm just going to be getting there now. Um, but feeling good and the word count is pretty good as well. Um, so fingers crossed.
1: Good. Mm. It just feels nice sometimes to get when now I'm working on book two, it feels good to get back into the writing. Yeah. As well. Because even when you're editing, you're picking up pieces and you're reworking chapters, uh, I added a couple of extra chapters when I was going through my edits again because there's some notes from beta readers and they went right you need to add a bit here and there. So I was adding and writing chapters but it felt still like the editing process. It didn't feel like the writing process even when I was doing that. So to be working in the first draft of a manuscript again and just allowing your head to flow and just to get it all out there and everything and resisting the urge to go back and edit. Um it feels quite good actually just to get back into that zone again and just to write and just see where this story evolves. And I was also this week um because I've put to the agents that I've got the outlines for book one two six. In my head of where the series will go because apparently that's what they'd like to know where their process is heading so, um, so they feel like you've got a gist on the stories and that it's something to worth investing in so I've been doing all that so if they ask for the full manuscript then if they ask for the outlines then I can give that so I worked on the plotting Confirmed how the book will end and how it will progress in the next bit. So that was a bit of a deal breaker when I just realized, like, okay, there's only one way this book can end. And yeah, I have to embrace it. So that was, yeah, that was interesting and felt good to get that out of my head because I've been pondering over that for ages. And it's it's what the ending and how many
0: books you'll have to do for the ending or the ending of that one book. The first book and the
1: ending of book two. Right. I knew how book three and four and five and six were gonna be, um, briefly outlined. Um, but the this the ending of book two, I always knew what it would get to the like until the all all this last moment, mm-hmm. and a little bit after that. But how it ended was a bit of a cliffhanger in my head, and I mm. did not want to admit how it had to end. So.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, you didn't want to admit how it had to end. Oh, that sounds yeah. like, oh, doom and gloom. No,
1: it's not. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, I think it's when... Hilly does you... everyone
0: die? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's that kind of, when you're going through the process and everything, and you realise that you're trying to control the story, and as a writer, you have control of the story, but the story also self evolves So you have to see how it naturally progresses. You can't just suddenly shove something in at the end and go, right, that's it, without actually having everything paced out beforehand. Mm. And so when I was going through all the my plot points again, because I've been writing this book for a couple of months now, um, and getting myself readjusted to it, and familiar with it, then I was just like, no it just leads to one conclusion and it was different from what i thought it would be so yeah it's rel- relinquishing um that control over the story and going okay this is the natural progression that it needs to take um yeah and it's
0: that feels it's great when you, to to you when you get to those that stage and you're like Oh, yes. Okay, it makes sense now. That's what'll happen. Yeah. Um, it's such a it's great like a feeling. Moment. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, no, they're they uh, you're obviously onto the right thing if you're feeling that good about it. So, um Yeah. Good luck with it, hon. Good I'll luck let you with the submission. Once I know I've finished it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so much so much more to do. So, um how far are you in this one? How many words have you written?
1: I am 32,000 words into it, Okay. so I'm approaching the midway point-ish. So mm-hmm. I know it needs a lot of edits, but this is the first draft, so I'm just writing it, and then there's a lot that I need to fill back into it when I go through the edits. So I'm just writing, and then kind of seeing how the story evolves, and then add more and everything and the second edit or the first edit um, and then pad it out a little bit more but yeah so um, about 32,000 into it and yeah coming up to the midway point exciting so, yeah just right right right
0: mm. so we were going to just chat about social media yes. uh, being, being an aspiring author and the link with social media And can I safely say that we're both a bit crap with social media? Okay, good, (laughs) good, good. Um, Yes, so I know there's an awful lot to do with regards to, yeah, it's really important to to be active on social media if you're an aspiring author because I think that's what agents would check as well um yeah with your book you know you can have a great novel but we are in the world now where you know for instance I've heard actors might not get hired um unless really? they've got a big following of people yeah and that has made me question um well if that happens in that industry surely it affects Yeah, like writers or authors because that's a platform that people can come and, um, you know, they're possibly going to buy your book and if you've got that pool of people already following you then that's going to be a lot more appealing than someone who isn't even on any of the platforms and just doesn't know um, even how to begin. Yeah. Like, I know it's not completely... But it's, it's definitely, uh, I would say there's a factor there with with getting...
1: I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think there is a factor. And I think it goes hand in hand with everyone now talking about an author brand. That you're mm. selling yourself as a brand, in a sense, to agents and yep. just to readers. That they pick up your book and they know exactly what a HD quarter book or a Lona Goodness book is or Kate Moss or um, Philippa Gregory one is and then but some it's interesting that some writers um, who have been doing this for a long time they haven't got as much social media presence because yeah. they've already got their brand established and it didn't happen during the time that they were trying to come out as an author but nowadays there is more people on social media but then if you've also got a generation, so if you've got older people, um, and I say this in the best way possible, and um, starting to find the voices and starting to write the book, and if they're not as brand led or social media led, it's how do they get the voices across? So do they expect agents and readers expect it on a certain generation? So if they think okay they're in the twenties and the thirties. We expect it more from them that they need to be on social media more than someone, say, in the 60s, 70s, who are just starting to get out in the business and now they've retired, they want to write a book. And it's so it's knowing what the balance is and what the expectation is. And it's also when you're putting your name across and you're on social media and you start to talk yourself, about yourself as an author and um, and you are kind of creating a brand it's then do you have to control everything you talk about so only um the brand of hd Coulter would say this on twitter do i have to censor everything i say because otherwise people might get the wrong impression you yeah you then go through a censorship it's mental isn't it
0: yeah because that that's totally totally true and there's a part of me that really wants to get stuck into what my brand is because i have yeah. i i have a pretty good idea but i don't even know how to even start this because i already have a business with my name so so i'm just running through questions in my head that if i if i am going to be releasing books, should I be going under a pen name or to just be totally different to my, um, my current business? Or should I just have it as another side of my business? Um, because so far there's themes that are similar. I just don't know where to start.
1: You've already got a a following established with your clothing design business. So it's, in a way, why would you give up that following when they... If you go self-published or even traditional published, they could be people that would buy your book and you've got a blog attached to your other business. Mm -hmm. And so it's a way of getting your name across. I mean, if you wanted slightly different, you could put maybe put your middle name initial between it. But... It is it's it's questionable because it's they might get mistaken from one to the other and get a bit confused, but it's also there's people already there who know you, who like you, who follow you already. Yeah. So there's a potential There's audience that trust and readership there already. Yeah. There's already yeah. Trust developed. So
0: yeah, do that you trust use factor that or do mm. you start again? Exactly. Exactly. Because I feel like maybe it might stifle me. Having that already, that if I yeah. was to say start afresh and do my brand, it would be, a, it would be a little bit different. Like it will still be talking about Scotland, which features a lot in my work, um, my my current business, but it's more maybe a bit more kind of cutesy. Going, I don't know, going for. Uh, having coffee, nice, relaxed, lazy Sunday afternoons, um, romance. Uh, I, you know, it could tie in, but I feel like it might restrict me in some ways. Yeah, that, and so that's why I've not even started. I don't know how to to go, what to go from. Um,
1: yeah, because I think when you start putting your name up there, you want to feel comfortable and say, right, to an agent, this is who I am. This is what following, this is what I do in my spare time, but this is my name. So either you go through a pen name and say, right, it's Lana Gillis and pen name is blah, blah, blah. Or do you say, right, this is just Lana Gillis. So I think you have to answer that question before you do step forward. And if you're not sure on the answer, then it must be tricky. But um, I think you have to also follow your gut. I think it could in a way be a bit um, controlling in a way like you said that people mm-hmm. already have expectations of you and your brand yep. and what they would uh, want from you but I think it does kind of go hand in hand with what you're doing I think mm. you set up Lana Gillis yes as a clothing brand um, clothing design but it's also part of you I mean, all your social media stuff that you put across is you making things, you talking, um, you have shared how you write and you do your blog and everything. So it's also a natural step to then start But then you
0: don't want to alienate people, if that's the term. If I was to say, continue on with the same uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter... And yeah. just start injecting book stuff because they'd be like, "Well, this is why I'm not following you for this." Um, yeah, that's
1: true.
0: So that's that's another ah. How do you feel because you are quite quiet on social media now?
1: Yes. Um, Apart from Twitter, because so. I was quite yeah, I'm on Twitter quite a bit. I like Twitter as a writing community I like Twitter um I'm not so active on Facebook Mm -hmm. I've never quite got my head around Facebook to be honest I'm on there with a writing community and I like knocking into that but I've always been a bit with Twitter you kind of put um either a quote cross or a question or just kind of writing related and I can put that across but Facebook feels more like um friends and family in a sense and being watched a bit more and Mm. it's there I think it's also um you know when we talked about in previous podcasts saying I am a writer and being able to project that loud and proud I think with Facebook I'm not seen as that but on Twitter I am so on Twitter I can go right, I'm a writer, but on Facebook amongst friends and family I'm still kind of coming out. So you if feel
0: that makes anonymous sense. and more anonymous yeah. on Twitter than you do on Facebook? Yeah, for
1: some reason. I've mm. kind of set it up like that. But on Facebook I'm Haley Coulter. And then we have a Facebook page, which yes, we need to I need to work better <laughs> <fellow> on that. <laughs> we need Just, to yeah, um, I do. Yeah. And so it's kind of, but it's feeling comfortable about putting yourself out there. And I think that's it at the end of the day. Still there. Being a writer, especially aspiring author, it's getting confident to say, this is who I am. I am a writer and I want to be an author and it's shouting loud and proud. But if you're not comfortable with that aspect of yourself just yet, then It's quite scary because I think to say it out into the community, you get a lot of support and love back. But saying it to sometimes friends and family, you've got that fear of going, Well, why are you doing that? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But do they have to follow you? Friends and family? If you create, if you say create a page, a brand page, and then you direct is just me just coming up with the whatever ideas uh if you direct some twitter followers to your facebook but they would need to have a reason why they're going to follow you and if you can't show them anything as yet then it might be um helpful articles and things that you come across and things like that maybe a quote quote for the day or just keeping um other aspiring authors um motivated as well something that we should we should be doing really but honestly there is just not enough hours in the day to be doing all this
1: that's, that's my big thing as well it's just social media can become a rabbit hole once you start on it and you start looking at all the other tweets and the Facebook messages. And then you get looked on other people's pages. And then if you add an in Instagram into the mix and there's a book Instagram, it, you could spend a whole hour doing social media. Now, do you spend an hour writing? Or do you spend the hour that you have free on social media to build up your brand? So I think it's having that time yeah I, I i i know if i start looking at twitter first thing in the morning when i wake up that's me gone for half an hour before i started writing and then i <laughs> criticize myself when my daughter wakes up a half an hour after that and I just like i've only given myself half an hour because i got lost down the twitter um twitter rabbit hole mm-hmm. and it's just
0: so yeah. i think it could be argued that you know, enough time, yes, but you're not maybe using your time um, as, <laughs> if, as well as you could. So, yeah. you know, there's things like Hootsuite that just, you can schedule everything. And that doesn't, I don't believe that does Instagram. So you've just got Twitter, but you can schedule Facebook too. So it's allocating a certain amount of time to just be scheduling things trying not to just go on Twitter, just to look at stuff on Twitter. But if you need to maybe drum up an audience, you kind of have to connect with people, like on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook. You do. So you do need to allocate time to just going on there and then maybe commenting on their posts and just getting some kind of um, reaction from people to, to show that you're there too. Um, yeah. So it is about just just spend time planning. It might be a thing that we might need to, cut. both of us might need to um, create like a marketing plan uh, with yeah. just social social media in a week. So what we do every week. And yeah, and make it yeah. more
1: business, maybe. Yeah. And that's yep. what, like you are saying. And then you can get your head around it if you start to think of it logical rather than that kind of other aspect of it but then the question is mm. do you choose all three of the major one or do you focus on one um social media do you do instagram facebook and twitter or do you just focus on twitter or just facebook or instagram i mean they've all got their uses but Yes. which one do you do you do all of them because that's mm. a lot of time or do you just focus on one i've heard mixed response some people go just plunk it across everything and then some people go no just focus on the one thing
0: they're all very different though so instagram is very much images and beautiful imagery so you need to have something whether it's your lifestyle so say for instance right now Haley, you are in the country and it's very beautiful where you are so you could be taking pictures of the scenery outside and injecting what book you're reading that uh that week or whatever make it clear that you're there because you're a writer so there is going to be books featured um yeah but you it's it's images or you you do see people um putting up quotes quite often yeah. Um, which I'm not a fan of personally. I get if I see a if I see just quotes i just lose interest and unfollow them. There that's not my I for me personally I go onto Instagram to look at beautiful images. Um and I just I've been very crap with Instagram recently. I've I used to be really good with it.
1: But you were really good with it. Yeah, I Dang.
0: because I would schedule time and Make sure I knew what I was going to post the day, the next day. So I just had a plan. And then I wouldn't necessarily do things at the weekends. It would just be during the week. And once you get out of that routine, then it's hard to get back. And I've just got out, out of that routine now because now my attention's on writing rather than dressmaking. Yeah. So it's, it's so... Oh. It's so sort of maddening, but yeah, um, so that's different to Facebook with Facebook for me, I um when I write my blog on my website, I um usually pop it into facebook the the link to my my blog, and I might say some words and drive people to my blog. I feel like Facebook is more okay, this is new stuff going on, news going on. Um, it's not necessarily about the imagery. Can be as well. Yeah. And then you've got your Twitter, which I'm still trying to come to terms with Twitter. It's just writing, isn't it? Do you think people look at links on Twitter as much, or do they want to just see whatever point someone's trying to make directly on that tweet?
1: No, I think it's more writing. I don't think it's as imagery-led. I think a lot of people put GIFs in um, to make people laugh or pull attention or anything towards their tweet, but I use it for either sharing other people's tweets, sharing kind of opinions out there, <laughs> and reaching out to um, the community. And I think it's... Twitter, I find, is... A lot more responsive. There's a stronger sense of um, writers on Twitter because I think it's just your writing. So you're just coming up with something. And then if I'm writing at 5 a.m. in the morning, then you kind of just do a little shout out and then people will get back to you. Or if you're having a bad day, you kind of say that again and you feel like you're not alone. So Twitter makes a lot more sense to me than Facebook or Instagram. Then again, there's also a book Instagram, which you haven't actually started looking into. But yeah, it's getting your head around all the different avenues and aspects of it. Really,
0: I think it's a case of going with the social media platform that you enjoy the most. So it sounds like you are you're more into Twitter, yeah. and so you're not really into Facebook or. Instagram. Are you?
1: Um Yeah, but I do need to I think I do need to involve in it more, but have you heard of the book Instagram? I keep hearing authors mention a book in yeah. Instagram. Is that for readers or is that for writers as well?
0: Why don't we check right now? Hi,
1: from an aspiring authors podcast. <laughs> it looks up. <laughs> 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 what is it? Um,
0: it's I think it's books I'll type in books and see and I thought it was just a I've got bookstagram, which is a hashtag um so you just hashtag
1: right.
0: anything to do with books it look no it could be wrong and any any listeners please contact yes. us Keep otherwise, but just scanning right now <laughs> uh just looks like it's um, readers just popping up books that they're reading, maybe at the moment, so uh, but if you were on Instagram, I would be hashtagging bookstagram yeah. on your, whatever post you make it's hard to know what works so that's why you have to just go with yeah. a platform that you enjoy because as long as you enjoy going on there and you are organised with it you know, people will come for me, I think I was getting more business with Facebook. Oh, really? But I think Facebook was the biggest one for me. And Instagram was a thing that people would go on to. So if I was, say, um, at a market or something, they would go on onto st- on Instagram and check out my page or whatever and then follow me for just images, and oh, that's which is great. Yeah. But, you know, with the intention of they weren't really going to buy anything or they're not really sure on buying anything, but they're wanting to just kind of follow me and see where I go and um, look at pretty images. Yeah. Whereas, um yeah, I get people contacting me on Facebook. Uh, but Facebook is better for me. And it might be something to do with the age, the age of people, because my things would be generally for a bit more older ladies. Yeah. Um, not older ladies, but not like twenty somethings. It's normally thirty and over. (laughs) Um. So, Instagram would would be the younger people following me, and Facebook would be the potential clients.
1: I find it's interesting when getting ready for the whole submission thing is that for Twitter, um, because of the writing community, I see a lot more um, agents. So you can actually field what the agents are looking for. There's different um, agency companies and then the Pacific uh, Literary Agents as well and they put in what their wish lists are or what they're looking at and they're saying and I've as a reader personally I have gone through twitter and seen certain authors and everything and bought books because of it as well and the links that they've put on so it works for me as a reader but also as a writer that I'm able to um, field out and they sometimes do ask an agent on Wednesdays or they have proper um, threads and feeds and stuff like that so you can reach out to people a lot more So I think for a writer and a reader that's why I'm drawn to Twitter a lot more because there's a better connection there but I do think I need to work on the other aspects because I don't know if they're gonna work for me or not if I don't actually, Um, invest time into looking into them and everything but one of the interesting things I've seen with agents saying um, to establish yourself as an author is also to have your own author website that once they start submitting that they start looking into creating their own website as part of the brand process so yeah whether or not that has to be my next step and if mm-hmm. um we do go down the self publishing route um if that's what fate has installed for us um then it's also having you can do direct sales so more readers are buying directly off authors on their websites and you create a blog maybe once a month that you talk about different writing process like we do on the podcast um reach out, you advertise, you have a mail list and everything, so you spread word of mouth. So there is just so much you have to think about as a branding, as an author, as a business.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It all has a knock on effect and it's all it's like a circle. Um with you were talking about having a website. So but you've got to get why, why, how are people ever going to go to your website? They need to see you on other things. Yeah. So your Instagrams, you. your Facebook, your Twitter, and you're trying to drive them maybe to your website if you've got anything um, that appears on your website every month, say it's a blog or whatever. And that way you can get people's email addresses. The big thing is getting people's email addresses. And I don't think you can really, you can't really do that. You can try and ask them for their um, email address on social media platforms, but you need to drive them to your website in order for them to then sign up. Yeah. So it's all of these things that just like link up. Um, so every, it, it's all got a reason behind it. So it's just work. It's we have so much work we ahead of us
1: because uh, that's the thing even if we get picked up by the traditional route and um, traditional publishing is that nowadays they don't invest into marketing as they used to do so they still expect you to do a great deal as an author to exactly do marketing as yeah. well yeah so yeah that's exactly so whether Mm -hmm. or not you're traditional published or if you're going down the self-publishing route you have to do all this if you want the sales if you want your next book deal um from a traditional one then you have to create the sales and to create the sales you have to do the marketing which means social media website and everything but if you're capable of doing that that's really good if you're computer savvy if you understand how it works, then that's great. But what if you're not? What if you're, like we were saying, a more mature um, age and you're not computer-led, if you don't know how to create a website or to keep that going or if you're not a big fan of social media, how do you create a following and get people to buy your book in this day and age? It must be even harder.
0: Yeah, Definitely but we're lucky because we we're lucky cuz we don't <laughs> we're not there so and we both have experience with with all this yeah. so it's really for us we don't have as much excuses we just have to make time yeah so where do you see yourself with at uh, social media um i for the next for the next wee while, are you going to just con- just put it away in the back of your mind? <laughs> um, and, like, I feel like this is something we need to start yeah. acting on. If you want to get email addresses, yeah. potentially people following you and knowing that you have a book, what, is there, what are your thoughts I, for the next
1: um, I, few months? I think this conversation, this podcast, has given me the actual kick up the backside I needed. I think I need to put myself Ooh. out there. A little bit more. Um, I
0: love kicking Haley up the back <laughs> <side>. <laughs> She's
1: very good at it. <laughs> Hayley, come on, get a grip. Um, but yeah, I think I need to possibly get another Instagram account. So it's different from my other one that I had up and running, which was attached to another blog. Um, and Why would
0: you change that? It, Why would you do a different Instagram? Because
1: the other Insta- couldn't that just
0: be the same? No,
1: because the other Instagram is attached to my blog, which I started to do once I had my child, and um, so it's under a different name. So I think I'd um, start a new one as a writer and just see what happens and just put myself out there. And then I think, yeah, I think I'll create another Facebook page attached to my account and start putting things and then just think of it as a business and possibly yeah. start working on a website because yeah. I think if that's something that an agent will come back to um, saying, okay, what are you doing as a marketing employee? How are you putting yourself out there? Then at least I can say that I'm starting to work on a website. And if I do go down the self-publishing yeah. route, which I probably wouldn't be re- releasing the first book for late until later in the year then at least I'd have the website up and running for when it launches so yeah Mm -hmm. I think I just need to organize even more time to start marketing and put myself but then it's also I don't like the idea on social media of putting a filter across you That's one thing I love about our podcast is that this is who we are. This is our frank discussion between the two of us. There is no filter. We don't say things just to please other people. Um, And this is just how we write and how we think and how we want to put ourselves across. And I want to do the same with social media. I don't pretend to be anyone else but myself. So that's one thing that gets my back up with social media that some people just put this false sense of their self across and that you're competing with that when i think that it just gives the wrong impression to young people now and to everyone else that that this is my brand is just honesty um and yeah that's how it well, is well
0: that's what people are looking for people are looking for authenticity yeah that is the word of the day is for people that are on social media that they're genuine, they're they are who they say they are. Yeah. So for me, um, I don't follow any celebrity people or any fake. If I see anything that makes me feel remotely crap in any way, yeah. they are gone, like, there's no need for them. No. I want to be like raised up, yeah. Um, so okay, you're talking about that you you're going to start planning. Your website. Yes. And what's the other I'm gonna th- social media platform you're going to do? A
1: page that I'll link to the Aspiring Authors podcast um, podcast Facebook page. Work on that more with you. So, I'm sorry, any <laughs> We will kick ourselves both off the backside for that one. Um, and link that to that one. And then Instagram. So... Yeah, by the time this one goes live to you guys, I will have them set up. So have a look out if you follow us. That would be amazing. Oh, wow. But. That's a lot to say. It is. <laughs> it is a lot to say. But I like that though. I like actually giving myself, putting it out there so I've got no choice <laughs> to get it done. Yeah. Yay. Um, do you're accountable now. Yeah, exactly. It's good. Um, but what do you think? What have you got out of this conversation, Lorna? What are you going to do differently?
0: Okay. Um. Yes, I currently have a website. So I am thinking I might add, at this stage, just add a page to the website and um an author page. It depends
1: if you're going down a different pen name. Though. Yeah,
0: which I was going to do, but I was going to use my same surname.
1: Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, I think I'm going to use my middle name and my surname, but have that as um, an author page. I don't know what I'm going to put on the author page because I don't have a product right now. So what do you put on it? So that's very hard. So That's what I'm going to have to try and figure out. Just like lots of pictures of books.
1: I think a lot of writers start putting a blog, don't they, attached to the page? um just basically everything we talked about in the podcast, but you have to write it up. So it's even more writing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now that's going to be interesting because I already have a blog and I do that every month. So there's, I think there's enough of my time as us on blogs. So it might not be actually that then. How do I drive? So I'm going to have to, yeah, figure this one out. If I add a page to my website, but also oh I'm see you're you like this episode I'm thinking now mm, I'm not ready because I don't have anything to show I've I'm not taking as many photos then
1: maybe um, you just have to
0: for Instagram or Facebook what's that?
1: maybe you just have to start to start to yeah more photos. I know I know how many uh, photos of the laptop, laptop can we put on Instagram? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I'm that's what I've again, done guys. I've done coffee, writing laptop writing. Writing. writing I'm writing yeah. um, <laughs> I, I might see about uh, maybe using my existing Instagram and just injecting a bit more of me writing but with lovely imagery and just kind of letting people know that this is what I'm doing as well and seeing if I get any interaction, any interest oh, so with that. can
1: I put feelers out there if you can merge the two together and keep the same brand? Yeah. That's a good way. Yeah, that's what I might test do. the audience.
0: And then if I get nothing, then I'm like, okay, people are just on there to see pretty um, clothing images. So, all right, uh, that's fine. I'll do separate. So I'll do that first and look at how to do my website if I just do a page... I was just thinking about other maybe little tips for anybody out there. Um follow authors. So if there's any authors that that you like, go and follow them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and see what they do. Because I do. I follow some authors that are in my field yeah. and they can they're quite mixed, you know, some can be virtually never on any of the channels and others their followers are just going up and up and up and up because they they might not be putting posts up every day but on instagram there's the stories that's every 24 hours um you just put up an image or a video or whatever and it'll disappear yeah and it will disappear within 24 hours so that's something I used to do a lot of. I would, when I was making clothing, I would show little demonstrations of what I'm doing and things. And I used to get loads of views, but nothing else. Nobody would be like, can you, can you make me <laughs> something? <laughs> it would just be, oh, wow, that's great. They love to see what's happening behind the scenes. Yes. But I think maybe writers, maybe being an author, would be different. Um on Instagram, because it's...
1: Just show a video of you typing away for five minutes. <laughs> Go,
0: uh, how do you spell No, this word not again? necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not necessarily. You don't have to be doing too much about writing. You can just be saying what your, your life is about. This is... Oh, this is me. I, like, there's a lot of people that follow me that are not in Australia, so if i just show more about my daily life then that might be interesting to people and then inject um books in there yeah. somehow um but yeah follow fo- follow other authors and as i said there's there's a few i've been following and they just put up it videos of their life and i can see that they're just getting more and more followers um uh Yes, and it harks back to what you just said. It's about being genuine, and these authors are, because they're just showing yeah. you their life behind the scenes. But at the end of the day, they are selling things. Yeah. They're selling books, and they will say that, oh, my book is out, guys, and you can't help but go, well, I may as well buy it. I've been following you, and I really like you and I'd like to see what you write. And it's only going to be, what, a few pounds or dollars?
1: I think it's also building a community. I think that's one of the biggest thing. I think what turns me off is sometimes if it's too much of a sell employee that all they're doing is promote, 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 and they're not showing a side of them. Then oh, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. That annoys me. But it's also, I think as writers, we are quite isolated sometimes. We could stay in all day and just kind of, write and be in our own little worlds which is amazing but I think it's important to have a community out there and support each other um, and the, I heard recently which is so true that sometimes the biggest readership is actually writers that we read so much because we're writing and we appreciate books and we love books because we're creating them ourselves. And so I think it's supporting one another by buying the books but also learning from each other and then building each other up if you want to go into the market. I mean, there is a sense of competition out there because if someone buys one book, then they're not buying your book. But at least they're reading and they're out there and they just love that sense and the more people read the more space there is for more writers to come on board so absolutely it's,
0: there's it shouldn't be competitive I think we spoke about this in a previous podcast as well
1: yeah, so we're just kind of keeping that community spirit so it's reaching out to one another and Mm -hmm. like we do with this podcast the whole point of this podcast is to create a community feel so that you don't if you're another aspiring author or already uh, established author then it's feeling like you're not alone in this process and that what you're feeling is normal whether or not it's excitement worry stress self-doubt um and just to help each other come along and it's i think social media needs to be the same and it's just been, like you said, the honesty and just putting yourself out there and no negativity, mm-hmm. no hate, guys, because there's no need for that. There's enough in the world. We don't need to have it all spread across social There media. certainly is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, recommendations this week, Hayley?
1: Okay, So my recommendation this week would be actually Joanna Penn under the Creative Penn podcast. And on um, the 20th of April, she released a podcast with Gail Carriger called Building a Unique Author Brand. So I would recommend listening and linking in with those different aspects of learning to create it and build your own brand and finding out what you're comfortable with um and and just do what you are okay to do i think that's one of the biggest thing we've learned from talking today is that i i think you should only reach out to social media when you're comfortable to do so and in only the in the media forms that you're comfortable to do and I think it's taking step by step I think you should never push yourself out there if you're not comfortable with it and yeah it's a massive step I think to make yourself more aware to the community and to proclaim yourself as a writer and I think you just need to take the little baby steps until you're ready to do so
0: Cool. Well, my recommendation actually is just ins- been inspired by Joanna Penn. Uh, she did an interview on this podcast called The Creative Introvert. And I recommend that. Um, it's kind of talking about what you, you were saying, you know, taking baby steps and uh, maybe you're you're not comfortable just yet it's talking about creative introverts basically um and entrepreneurs so she now who is the girl who does it i believe her name is cat rose but the podcast is called the creative introvert and each week she'll chat to a different creative person. So she has um, spoken with authors in the past, so Joanna Penn. And normally, they're all introverts in some way. And it's about how they overcome it. And they they do talk about everything that affects uh, entrepreneur or creative. So that also includes um marketing, social media, and all that good stuff. So I recommend the Creative Introvert. Cool.
1: I'll have to check that one out. Thank you for listening um, to the Aspiring Author Podcast. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, then please rate and review us to get us out there a little bit more to recommend us to other people. That would be amazing. And you can find us on Twitter um, and under the Aspiring Authors Pod. And um, send us a message. Follow. Um, and we'll get right back to you
0: you can also follow us on Facebook so that is Aspiring Authors Podcast on Facebook and I post. we post our episodes every yeah. week
1: and find on us there. on other um, social media after this podcast um, we will be out there a lot more because we're kicking ourselves <sighs> out on the backside so um, yeah and any feedback or questions just give us a shout
0: lovely, okay Till next week.
1: Speak to you soon. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to Aspiring Authors. You can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. Credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music, Once Tomorrow.